You're listening to The Leadership Pod, episode 21, how leadership communication has changed in the new working world. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Kara Ronan, leadership expert and your guide to help you build your brand, visibility and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. Well, we are officially in the second half of 2020. I can tell you it's certainly been a challenging year so far for many people and many businesses all around the world. A lot of us have uh, had to move to working from home instead of working in the office, working from home. Uh, And that's brought about a lot of new challenges as well. And there's been a lot of businesses that have been forced to temporarily shut down or even closed office. You know, I haven't talked a lot about the coronavirus or this whole pandemic that the entire world is going through. I couldn't really find the right angle. Uh, I guess that's why I didn't talk about it. And I didn't want to overload people with too much content about this. We hear about it enough on social media, enough in the news. Uh, We're bombarded with it. So I didn't want to overload you with any more content around this. But recently I was asked to give my thoughts on this issue in relation to leadership communication. Uh, I was asked by a publication called HRD Connect. They're an online publication for the HR community and they cover topics around leadership, around people management, HR. Uh, They have that online publication side, but they also run a lot of in-person events, uh, seminars and conferences as well around the world. So when I was asked to give my thoughts on this issue on how leadership communication has been impacted by this pandemic, I was very happy to do so. I I actually wrote my notes to the journalist who asked me to contribute my thoughts. I wrote my notes in a, a text file and me being overly verbose in my answers as usual when I write about things, it turned into a full-length article and they decided to put my name as the author and just form- format it into a full-length article and it's published on their website, uh, which I'm very happy about. It's fantastic to have an article published with them. Uh, so I've done a number of guest posts in the past. You'll find them on my media page on my website. Uh, but nowadays, my attention is more on the podcast the leadership pod and my YouTube channel and my LinkedIn content with my video courses as well. So it's not often nowadays that I contribute you via a guest post or contribute uh, any written form to other publications, but I was very happy to do so in this case. Anyway, the article is called Developing Leadership Communication for the New World of Work. I will link to it in the show notes so you can check it out if you want to go read it after listening to this episode. Uh, And because I like to leverage my content and make it go as far as possible to try and cut down the work that I have to do, I decided to create a podcast episode around this topic, knowing that it is an issue that many people are dealing with right now. And obviously, it was an issue that this publication, HRD Connect, thought was very important to talk about at the moment. I thought, well, it's really a good topic to create a podcast episode around. So there we have it, today's episode for the podcast. So I'm going to be talking about how this pandemic has impacted how we communicate in teams. 
but I want to look at the positive side of it. I am known as to be an eternal optimist. I'm a very optimistic person. So I don't want to look at the negatives of this pandemic and of communication. I want to look at the positives only. And I'm going to be talking about three positive knock-on effects of this pandemic that you might see in other people, so your team, or that you might experience yourself. Now, I know a lot of people are nervous about going back to the office. I am very active on LinkedIn, on social media, so I can see people's comments about what they think, how they feel about going back to the office. And I know a lot of people are nervous about it. And I came across an article recently on LinkedIn. It was an article about a survey that was done of 32,000 Australian workers. And that survey found that 50% of people who were surveyed are not looking forward to returning to the office. And two-thirds say they won't feel safe being back in the workplace when the COVID-19 restrictions are lifted. So many people want to keep working from home. I guess a lot of people are used to it. We've been doing it for about three months now. A lot of people are used to it. They like the advantage of being able to spend more time with their family or being able to see their family more, see their children more, be there for them, not having to do the rush morning routine of getting ready, getting the kids ready, driving them to school or childcare, and then going to work yourself. A lot of people are enjoying a bit more of a laid back lifestyle, I think, during this time. Personally, I am a big advocate for working from home. I have done it for many years. Now, though, I do have an office that I go to, an office that I rent, but it's only a couple of minutes from my home. So it's virtually like I'm working from home. But knowing how companies work and how they function, I think eventually we will return to being back in the office, despite the fact that a lot of people are liking the whole working from home thing. So this episode isn't going to be so much about whether we should work from home, whether we should go to the office. I don't want to get sidetracked here, but I wanted to bring up those statistics to give this episode a bit of a background. So I'm going to be talking about the positive knock-on effects on our communication because of working from home, because we have had to work remotely during this time. And there are three major effects and there are three positive effects that I've identified through my readings, my research and interactions with other people. So the first one is it's brought people closer together. This is a bit of a paradox because there has been more physical distance between people. Obviously, everyone's been working remotely. So I'm going to be talking a little about how it has brought people closer together. The second point I'm going to talk about is video conferencing and how that has made our communication clearer. So a lot of you listening would have had to use video conferencing over the past few months. You've probably been forced to use it. You may have been nervous at first. Uh, Now I'd say that you're probably a pro. So I'm going to talk about how video conferencing has helped people communicate more clearly and more assertively. And the third point I'm going to talk about is how it has helped introverts speak up more. So these are people who normally hold back, but I have found that they are being forced to speak up more during this time. And I'll get into why that is later on in this episode. So let's get started with the first point. And that is this pandemic has brought people closer together. 
Now, as I said, this is a paradox. There has been social distancing. Obviously, we've been working from home. We haven't had, we haven't been able to have physical contact with other team members, with our co-workers. There's been a lot more physical distance between team members that we have never experienced before. And you might think that this would make people feel more separated and more distant from their other team members. For some dysfunctional teams, maybe it has, but paradoxically, I think it's brought people closer together. Teams that work well together, teams that have good communication, it has helped bring them closer together. The reason for this is they've been through a difficult situation. They've been through a challenging situation and those kinds of situations have a tendency to bring people closer together when you experience it together as long as you work on the same side and you're working toward a solution. So people nowadays, workers nowadays have had to work together to find solutions on running their team, how to get projects done with this distance while working from home, how to communicate while working from home and from different locations. So these have been some major challenges that people have never had to deal with before. Now, thank you to technology, this has been possible thanks to Zoom, thanks to Skype, thanks to all of the, the fantastic video conferencing software that's available nowadays and, and technology, this has been possible. So it's wonderful to have seen so many teams and individuals embracing video conferencing and also the phone to make sure that they can get by during this time and continue to run their teams and continue to run their companies. Now, video conferencing, well, that's a, another kettle of fish. You know, once you get over your nerves of how to look good on video conferences, because uh, I know that's a, a major issue for a lot of people, you get, you get nervous about, you know, how, how do you prepare the video conference? How can you make sure you look good on camera? Uh, I received a message from one of my connections in Perth via LinkedIn he is in the corporate world and it was the first time for him doing a webinar. He had to present this webinar and he wanted to know some tips on how to do this. So I just took a couple of minutes to write a reply. It didn't take me very long at all. And I just mentioned about lighting, about camera placement, uh, you know, simple things like that. But in doing that, I realized, well, it's new for many people. Many people have not had ever to do a webinar, have, they've never had to talk on camera. So it's new for a lot of people and I understand that it, it can be nerve wracking at first, but once you get over the hurdle of how to do it, it is quite easy and it's a fun thing to get to, to know how to do as well. And you know, you need to remember that everybody on that video conference is probably just as nervous as you. They're probably just as inexperienced about doing webinars or video conferencing as you, you know? so. So hopefully that makes you feel a little bit better about doing it if you have to face that situation. And the second point I want to talk about is video conferencing, how it has made our communication clearer. So as I mentioned, many teams have been forced to communicate via video because they can no longer be together in person. I feel this has made their communication clearer. Why do I say this? Because to get your point across in video, you have to be very clear and you have to be a lot more succinct with your communication. So there's a time lag 
with video conferencing. And this makes the general chit chat that you're used to doing in in-person meetings where you try to get clear on the point you're making, it, it makes that general chit chat a lot more difficult. You don't have the time to do it. So you have to get clear on your point. You have to get that point across clearly, quickly and succinctly to everybody else on that video conferencing call. This has forced people to find a way to communicate quickly and directly the point that they want to make. There's no time for ums or ahs at all. Okay. And then video conferencing has also pushed people to communicate more assertively. Why do I say this? Well, many people in the professional world, they try to be indirect with their communication so they don't appear pushy or bossy. This is very common with new managers, with new leaders who are trying to get their team to like them. And in order to get their team to like them, they try not to make their requests or their communication too direct or too assertive because they don't want to be labeled bossy, bossy or pushy. So they don't delegate assertively. Instead, they delegate passively. And they might say things like, would it be possible for you to finish the report on Friday or whatever it is they're asking. But on video, there's no time for this. You need to be clear with your message and get straight to the point. And that's what assertive communication will give you the ability to do. Now, I was reading LinkedIn this morning and I come across a comment from someone saying how senior leaders are very direct all the time. This is something that she has experienced. And I completely agree with that. Very senior leaders are extremely direct with their communication. They have to be. They have to quickly get to the point. They have no time to waste. They're very busy people. And they also have to minimize any potential misunderstanding in their communication. So as you get more senior as a leader, you learn how to be more assertive with your communication. You learn how to be clearer with your communication. But emerging leaders, new leaders who are very new in their position, who aren't used to delegating, who aren't used to being assertive in their communication, it is difficult for them to do. It's a difficult transition to make for their communication. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know I talk a lot about assertive communication. I am a big fan of assertive communication. It's a really important skill for all professionals to have, whether you're junior, mid-level or senior. And I believe that all emerging leaders need to develop this skill better. It's not something you're taught in formal education. Uh, it's something that you have to learn on your own, on the, on the job, but the earlier you learn it, the better it is for you. And I have had 1,500 students go through one of my video courses. It's a best-selling video course on assertive communication. And I can tell you the impact this course has had on those people, the messages I received from them saying how they have discovered their own communication style, how they've discovered other people's communication style, how they can can feel more confident in the office, in their interactions with other people as a result of what they've learned in this course. So assertive communication is very important. It's life-changing. It really is. And I'm happy to see that video conferencing has helped a lot of people to be clearer and to be more assertive with their message as well. And the third way, the third positive knock-on effect that this pandemic has had on our leadership communication is it has helped introverts speak up a lot more. So when you're in a room for a meeting, it is easy to sit back in that room to say nothing 
and to hide. You're physically present in the room, so some people might feel that that is all the contribution they need to make. And introverts know this, so they often tell themselves, well, they were in the meeting, that's enough, they don't need to contribute. And it's an easy way for them to get out of speaking up in that meeting. However, during video conferences, you are forced to speak up. You have to speak up because people will notice if you don't speak up. You are not physically present in the room with other people. So you can't use the excuse of being present in the room as a form of contribution to the meeting. You can't sit there quietly and say nothing and expect people to not notice. You need to speak and to be heard and to be included in the meeting. So that is why I believe this change in our in the way we do business, in the way we communicate with other people, it has forced those who are more introverted to speak up and to be more present in their team meetings. And the result of this, the positive result of this is that we are starting to hear ideas and opinions from people who would normally hold back. So this is adding to the team spirit. It's adding to the bonding that the team has, but it's also giving the team new ideas, fresh ideas, different perspectives, which is only positive for the team's growth and for the company's growth as well. So on a team level, I'll just recap, you know, with the positives for the team, the positives for the company about more introverts speaking up in meeting. Well, for the team, it leads to more innovation. It leads to more creativity. It leads to more bonding, a feeling of belonging as well in the team. And that feeling of contributing to the team's success and to the company's success. And for the company, it has a lot of positive knock-on effects as well. It allows the company to uncover the highest potential of every employee they have invested in. So if you have somebody who is more introverted and they hold back in meetings, they're not sharing their ideas, you're not uncovering their highest potential. Okay, so there you have it. That is pretty much today's episode. So there are the positive knock-on effects of how this pandemic of working from home has impacted our leadership communication for the better. Let's see if we can continue this trend when we get back to the office, if we can continue this positive communication when we get back to the office. If you have resonated with one of the points that I talked about in this episode, then what I ask you to do is try to force yourself to continue this positive trend. If you have related to what I said about being introverted and you feel you are more in that category, then try to push yourself to continue to be present and to continue to speak up in meetings. On the other side, if you're in charge of a team and you want to continue to support your team and foster positive communication in your team because you have noticed that this working from home and video conferencing has helped communication in your team, if you want to foster that, then what you need to do is make sure you outwardly encourage everybody to speak up, encourage them to share their thoughts, provide a safe space for them to do that, Provide a safe space for people in your team to share their ideas and their opinions and their thoughts with you and with the rest of the team in meetings. Well, that is all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a quick one compared to the one I did last week, which was fairly long. Now, if you did enjoy this episode, then please leave a review on the Apple Podcasts platform. 
The reviews really help this podcast to rise in the Apple Podcast rankings so more people can see this podcast and listen to it and get this advice that you are getting right now. I also have a lot more advice on my YouTube channel. Uh, I release new videos every week. I will not do a video on this topic. I didn't feel that it would resonate with my audience over there very much. So I won't do a video on this topic. But I will have videos on a lot of other topics that you can listen to and you can learn from as well. And make sure you subscribe so you get notified every time I release a new video. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Leadership Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share it with your colleagues and friends. And I will be back again next week with another episode. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Leadership Pod. Thank you so much for listening. If you did find some useful tips in this episode, then please leave a review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to share this episode with your colleagues. Remember, they might benefit from these insights too. And I would love to hear from you via my website or social media. You can leave a note at executive-impressions.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. The links are on my website. Take care and thanks again for listening.